Hello, Reno, and welcome to the Spoken Views Radio Show. Our show brings you poets from your community and around the world to keep you absolutely up to date on the art of spoken word poetry. Today, we're running a local artist feature. Um, you know me, I'm Griffin Peralta, member of the Spoken Views Poetry Collective, and today we have a special guest, so I'll Hello. let give a shout. Yeah, why don't you tell people listening uh, who you are and what you're about. Hi, my name's Sam Burgess. I'm a Reno-based artist who features in spoken word poetry as well as a mixture of fine art mediums and some sculpture textile work. Fantastic. Um, so I brought you in here to kind of talk all about it and to see if we can help you shed light on the process of making art in general. So first, like, talk to me about your process in terms of how do you literally write a poem? Like, what does that look like for you? Um, it has to be when I'm not... It's always mental health, regardless of what type of art I'm working at. It really just depends on what mental health state I am. Um, if I'm in a good mood, it typically is like I'm just listening to a lot of rap music that is just fueling my positive mental health, and it's just pushing that rhyming energy. And um, I'll hear a bar or like a stanza that really resonates with me, and I'll try and develop something of my own off of that. Sometimes when I'm just in a really sad mood, I think of a line that kind of just encapsulates that moment, or I'll just remember key phrases that someone has told me um, that either put me in that spot or has helped me get out of that position in the past. Nice. So you said at least at one part here that like uh, sometimes you write things that you feel like are things that people have said to you and that those get incorporated into your work in some way. Could you give me an example of how that works? Or, like, how would you take, um, like, something somebody said to you and incorporate that into some writing? Yeah, so um, something growing up that I heard a lot was, like, hang in there or, like, you're not alone. And one of the first poems that I wrote for Open Mic Night was called You're Not Alone. And I used it to... Uh, illustrate the point that a lot of people will just go, oh, well, you're not alone. And then they turn around and walk away and kind of leave you alone. So there's kind of a juxtaposition behind that message or the hang in there. It's kind of like a, um, I'm giving you a little bit of a branch, but it's more of like just the leaf on the very edge of it. So. I want to I wanna ask you a follow-up question about something you just said here. Like, You said that you prepared something for an open mic. Um, what mic is that, and like, what do you know about it? Uh, so it's Monday Night Poetry at Shims, hosted by Jesse. Um, era, I think the second night is hosted by Touche now, and then the fourth is hosted by Caleb W. Oh, that's cool. So it has yeah. like a rotating host thing. Are yeah. those are those um, hosts like members or like people who come through regularly? Do you know anything about how that came to be? Uh, Caleb's have. Uh, been pretty seasoned over the last year year and a half now and Shay is a slightly newer rendition or a addition to the group but she's uh they've been taking the group by storm and they've been so passionate and so they've both kind of earned their ranks in the group that's rad to hear that yeah. we have a venue that like um is so inclusive of its people here yeah rad 
Um, so I'll ask you kind of a follow-up question here. So, mm-hmm. like, um, we're here mostly to talk about um, your writing process here on the Spoken News Radio Show. So, like, I think you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I'm hoping you can get me just a nice clean soundbite here. Why do you make art? And, like, what effect do you hope your, like, poetry specifically has on people? Like, when somebody sits down and they're, like, they hear you or you, like, get off the stage, what are you really hoping um, is going on in their heart or mind? Um, I didn't really have, like, a clear vision behind that until I was at Utah. And um, there was a really sweet um, disabled poet named um, Marilyn from Utah. And seeing her perform and knowing that she's bringing visibility to her disabilities, um, that kind of brought light to me. So me sharing about my mental health and my struggles going through life with the things that have kind of um, made life a little harder on me is kind of what I go for. Nice. So you're trying to get people to think of a certain topic. Yeah, like bring visibility to like people who have certain issues and if someone's has something that they think they're alone they can see someone's performing and bringing those words out into the public eye so that way they don't have to think that they're alone anymore Red. so you think that like being a writer and a performer of poetry helps you connect with people yeah could you give me an example of how that might be the case like i mean Monday Night Poetry has also just been a really good um, chosen family of mine over the last three years, or actually it's been a year and a half, two years. Um, and because of the people that I've met there, I've been able to have art shows and I've had wonderful guest features reading poetry at my art shows. And I was able to go to Utah Art Festival because of that group and get to perform with other like-minded individuals and meeting friends from across the country. So, Oh, I got to know more about that. Um, what is the Utah Arts Festival, and what did you do there? So it happens every year in about uh, April, and they do, about, they do individual slams, individual features, group features, and group slams. And um, I was a part of the Invitational Group Feature, so I was able to share a couple of poems to a group of people out on stage. But the Utah Art Festival is a whole encompassing uh, art festival with vendors and performers and a bunch of different events. Nice. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. And in the interest of full disclosure, um, everyone listening may remember that I did a feature on some of these poets here. Yeah. Um, and so I was there with Sam as part of Spoken Views here. That's part of why you've got this feature yeah. and why I'm so excited to talk to you about it. Um, but, you know, it doesn't make very good radio if I just turn it on. I'm like, hey, everybody, I'm going <laughs> to talk about this thing that I was a part of. So, like, yeah. thanks for thanks for tagging yeah. us in. Um, so I think here, um, about a third of the way through our time, I'd like to ask you to just um, share a little bit of work here. And then maybe yeah. I'll ask you some more questions about it. Um, here in the next step. What do you yeah. Um, since I talked about it, I'll read, um, you're not alone. You say I'm not alone, but at the end of the night, I am the one who drives myself to my empty preheated apartment. I'm the one laying in bed night after yearning for a mass of loving and caring flesh to preoccupy my arms in my sea of blankets on my queen size bed. 
The universal sign of I'm too busy for you is hang in there, for I am treated like my emotions are as trivial as the pursuit. I have worked my end off to be into the pursuit of happiness with the chains of years of trauma and pain and neglect. When you speak your beautiful words of wisdom, I can't make eye contact for it hits my soul right where the one I loved so many moons ago ripped apart and left it to die. I feel like the carcass of an innocent animal who didn't deserve that what became of them. But to call me innocent would be a lie, for I have lied and manipulated. I've yelled and screamed and fought and punched and lost control. I've wanted to die since the innocence was lost. My facade of happiness and a sense of humor is an attempt to grow into a, the being I want to be. So yes, I might not be alone in feelings and in the position of life I am, but physically and mentally, I am as isolated as Howard Hughes, and I'm waiting for my ride into town on this road of struggle, struggles and tribulations. Word. All right, thank you. Um, I um, I have difficulty doing this because I like I want to snap and like respond yeah. a lot, right? <laughs> but um, it does weird things when you're recording in a studio right. over here, right? <laughs> um, cool. So I think you made good on everything there. Like um, I'm kind of beginning to identify some of the motifs you talked about, um, specifically from listening here. So I really want to ask you now, like, because a lot of your work is about uh, what you felt or experienced, what is the personal impact? Like, what, if anything, does the act of writing do for you? Um, so I found that I enjoyed writing poetry after a really hard breakup about up four years ago. And um, after that breakup, I realized that I kind of lost all of my self-identity to that person. Like, I kind of was the male anglerfish equivalent. Um and so I was using poetry to try and start helping figuring out who I was again. And I think that over the time of me creating art and me writing poetry, I've started being able to sort of build my identity back up one like weird mental health Tetris piece at a time. So word. Yeah. So like do you think that it would be fair to say that um the act of writing helps you f create identity here? Yeah. Word. Yeah. Like I, the line from that I took that I felt was really impactful was you said, like it helped you discover like who you were again. Um, so I feel like I want to invite anyone uh, who is listening or who like maybe used to think of themselves as a writer to get back at that and see what self they can create in the process here. So, I think that I want to change subject in a little bit here and talk to you a little bit about some of your other arts, yeah. since I know you do a bunch of stuff here. Um, but before I do that, since it is a poetry-focused show, uh, I want to kind of ask you if you would like to share something else here Sure. before we move on. Um, and I'll just be quiet and listen carefully for a minute. Thanks so yeah. much. Um, so I used to be a huge Kanye West fan, and... Uh -oh. Due to all of his previous, uh, his current mental health struggles and him not easing up on his problematic views, I wrote this in light of that. Um, it's called Wake Up. Wake up, Mr. West, Mr. West. No, Rosie Perez. You are headed in the right direction. Now there's a lot needing correction. 
hoping to live past 25, and now we're hoping your legacy doesn't survive. Feeling like the life of the party, if your mom was around, she'd know you hardly. On social media, acting like a Riddler, going to Alex Jones to condone Hitler. Wake up, Mr. West, Mr. West. Your mark on culture was commendable when your mental health was dependable. Graduation at the top of your class, now you're in remedial course to not be an ass. Yeas was praised and now disgraced and defaced, this Gemini born two-faced. Ablo died as a hero, your bank account goes to zero. Wake up, Mr. West, Mr. West. Time to get this it off my chest. From speeding on four blasting hell of a life in Cali and running on power through Washoe Valley. I thought I grew line by line, learning how to be understanding and kind. The vocals and melodies keeping me alive, looking... Look, I've even passed 25. The tracks played through loss It helped me carry when Donda told me never abandon your family. Your songs are now null and void for the diversity you stood for is the society you played. Please wake up, Mr. West. Word. So I feel like I feel like this is kind of a quintessential slam poem in which you've like chosen a specific topic that you're just like, hey, I'm going to share my opinion on this right. thing, right? Like, yeah. so um, I want to ask you about this, like, uh, given that this is a specific, like, social or political piece here, um, what political or social impact do you think that poetry can have? I, it's, it's kind of similar with hip-hop, where it's, like, wherever you think your voice can propel it, it can. Um, I mean, like, if you look at Joyner Lucas, he did the track, I'm Not Racist. No one knew what he looked like. And so he did a very impactful music video where he had a white person and a black person pretending to sing the song at the same time. And you just need to, like, understand. Um, everyone has a voice. Some people are more quiet than others, and some people are louder than others. And the louder voices sometimes need to speak up even more for the people who don't have the voice to use. That's uh, super quotable. Um, you know, like, months from now, uh, you're going to see an advertisement for this, <laughs> this show. <laughs> and you're going to be looking at the flyer, and it's going to be like, everyone has a voice. And you're going to be like, damn it. <laughs> like, you took that right off me. I love that. I love that. Um, I mean, that's exactly the sort of thing I was hoping you would say. Whenever I sit down with poets, um, I'm always kind of trying to get an idea for, like, what they're hoping <laughs> their impact is or what they're doing with their art. And so to say that, like, you think you can get people to think or consider or, like, change their perspective on things is, of course, like, as a poet, what I'm always hoping is going to happen. So, like, rad. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zoom the question out a little bit, right? Okay. So you talked a little bit about, like, events that you've done in town, um, and you've talked a little bit about, like, community and connection here. So I'm hoping you can tell me kind of directly what impact – do you think that poetry or like poetry performance events have in a community such as Reno? Like what impact do you think that poetry events have had on this town that you've been here for, for years doing this in? I, so over the last year and a half that I've been a part of at least Monday night poetry, or at least since I've met Jesse, um, the host, I've noticed that, with the inclusion of poetry and like open mic nights, not just the shims one, but like even the one at Cyprus, it invites a lot of people who 
didn't think that they had an outlet and it gave them an opportunity to step up and start sharing and letting emotions out and letting that cathartic feeling um, be felt. Nice. So it, it sounds like you're saying that the existence of this poetry group that you're in um, helps community voice its self. Yeah. And that's really rad. I think you have a lot of a lot of smart things to say about voice um, and identity and connection and community, which is yeah. great. This is like a laundry list of all the things <laughs> that I like um, am fishing for on the show, and you're making that super easy, so well, thanks. Uh, yeah. I mean, I grew up as a quiet kid. I, I was a little chunky and then, like, grew a little bit, but I always stayed quiet. I was a sick kid, in and out of hospitals, didn't think uh, anything of it, didn't really have much of an identity. And then when I started getting to like live life by myself and start dressing the way I did and express the way I did, I didn't want to let go of it. And so when I moved out here and I had all tie like a lot of ties cut from California, I just figured... I'm just going to hit the wall running and just do me and speak me. So I love that. Yeah. So you used some words here that I think are important, uh, which were living, uh, dressing, and expressing. And because I know my homework and I know a little bit about what you're about here, I'm going to ask you a segue question related to these, like living, dressing, and expressing identity here and ask you to talk a little bit about any other arts that you do um, that you think might express or define you as a person. Yeah, I mean, so I predominantly identify as a textile artist nowadays just because that's been what's scratching my both sides of my brain lately. So I design jackets, one-of-one pieces, and sweaters, and then I also make handmade dresses, sometimes mostly hand-sewn from unique materials. Um, but I also do illustrative work. I designed an entire tarot deck um, as well as released a poetry and illustration book this year called Thank You for Making Me Smile. That was kind of a five-year retrospective to go over from where I've started and where I'm at now and um, to give everyone who's been on that journey with me their roses. All right. So what sort of work, um, if any, have you done with your illustration or textile stuff? Um, what kind of shows you've been involved in or like community events do you think that you could like to shout out at that treated you well or like included your work? Yeah. Um, I had a show called Face Value at the Generator. Um, I believe that was in July to August. And that was a super rad show, such a great turnout. It was a bunch of, of myself portraits and portrait work for my tarot deck, as well as it. Um, had me and a few other poets from Monday Night Poetry um, share some work um, expressing about mental health and um, how sometimes it turns into a beautiful illustration when your mind's high and then sometimes you can see some pretty ugly things when you're in some lows. Right. So yeah. it sounds like you're a multimedia artist. Yeah. You're doing your very best here to um, like hit on these same topics and ideas on a variety of mediums, which yeah. is really dope, right? Like, yeah. it seems, like, ideologically consistent um, between all of your work. So, like, how do you think your work as a poet relates to your work as a visual artist or a textile artist? Like, how are those things related? Do you think they're really different? Do you think they're similar for a reason? How? 
Um, I see a lot of my poetry work in a similar lines to journaling. And so I don't really tend to focus on like the rhyming half of uh, poetry. And like, I feel like my aesthetic for textiles is very much um, encompass of that, where it's comfort wear, like oversized profiles, street wear. So it's kind of like, you're just in your comfy clothes, writing your journal, letting like the universe know how you're feeling, just so that way your mental health can be better. So, uh. Rad. Yeah, I could think. I think I see the connection here. Um, I want to circle back to something you said uh, six minutes ago. It's <laughs> o'clock right here. <laughs> like um, you said that you know that you when you were growing up you're kind of a quiet kid, kind of a sick kid, and. Part of what I want this show to do is help people understand that they can be artists or, yeah. or like um, that the process of being an artist is not a magical one, but like a tactile and like a like an intentional one. Yeah. So like how would you say you stopped being a quiet kid and became like a performer and an artist who is comfortable, you know, like speaking your mind and being out in front of people? Like how do you make that transition? So um, when I was in fifth grade, my dad has told me the story. Um, I went up to him and I was like, oh, I want to be an artist. And he responded with, you can't even put two lines together. What makes you think you can be an artist? But um, after I got done with pancreas surgery, we had a follow-up. And he was like, I told this kid he couldn't be an artist in fifth grade. And he's already proved me wrong six other times growing up. And so, um, like, after that, I realized that, like, the external validation has kind of, uh, it's nice, but I know that knowing that my dad's already proud of me and my family's already proud of me and people are already proud of me, that that's all that really matters. And that every growth that I make from here on out is just for me and for the people around me. So. That's a, that's a great little story. And it also checks off one of my boxes here. It's like, <laughs> who would you like to give a shout-out to? So, like, you just did that totally organically. Good for you. Thanks. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about this book that you wrote here, or put together yeah. here. Um, so you said it was a collection of, like, short-form poetry and illustrations you did. So how did you how did you begin that process? Like, how did you start? Lots of people want to make a book, right? Like, how did yeah. you begin? Uh, I was already, like, trying to figure out what my third book project was going to be. And... Uh, one of the beginnings of it was a 25-year-old, like a 25, 25th birthday kind of thing where it was going to be a retrospective of like how I've been doing for the last 25 years, you know, quarter-life crisis addressed and everything, um, changing my hair every other week, getting a new piercing every other month, getting it stretched every year. Um but uh, that changed into a quarterly series called Mixed Signals just because of how um, the people in my life were giving me mixed signals. So I wanted to do a little monthly magazine or quarterly magazine with all my artist friends called Mixed Signals. And that unfortunately just fell out. And so um, I started compiling like a 224 I was thinking like 500 page book, but when I hit 224 and it was like, that's the limit. I'm like, that sounds good. And, um, 
and I was just on a good day, and I wrote, thank you for making me smile, and um, I started working on that, and I was going through my old poetry book that I filled up as soon as that breakup happened, and one of the poem's last lines is, but thank you for making me smile, and so I knew that that was an, uh, a universal sign that I chose the right title, and yeah. You're pretty good at this. You're pretty good at this. I keep like, <laughs> like I keep a flow while you're talking where I like write down follow-up yeah. questions, but most of the time, um, you've just like answered my follow-up questions in general. So like, good, you're good at, at talking about your work, uh, which makes sense, right? Because like you're an artist <laughs> and so, working retail for five years kind of teaches yeah, you. Yeah, you got you got that smooth talking yeah. down. Um, so I'm gonna ask kind of a general question. I'd like to ask because um, we reach our wrap-up time, which okay. is, um, what poets. Uh, do you like or would you like to shout out at that you think like people listening to this uh, should listen to? What poets, if any, um, do you think are good? Who's on your list? So uh, honestly, most of the music that I listen to is rap music. But uh, Leonard Cohen is the person who got me into poetry after that breakup. Um, and I want to thank my ex-friend John that for showing me Leonard Cohen. Um but if you're in the local scene, you need to listen to Colton M. Boudoir. Yeah, Colton's been on this yeah. show. You need to listen to Courtney Kelly. You need to listen to Jesse Ziegler or his Sideways 8 Project. You need to listen to Ian Watson. You need to listen to Griffin. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a generous set of shout-outs here. Yeah. You, just named, you just named like half the members of our collective here, dude. You, you're crushing it. All right. So Everyone going to Utah next year, right? Yeah, we're going to do our very best. Yeah. So. Do an underground uh, Mark of the Bistro. Yep, be back at the at the undies. Yeah. As they call that. Um, for the benefit of everyone, we were in a, we were in a haiku <laughs> death match together, <laughs> Spoken Views, uh, which was kind of an unofficial after slam party um, where we did little competitive haiku telling. So, you know, we're coming to the end of our time yeah. here. So thanks so much for being on the show. Um, if, yeah. if you have a website or uh, like a, a tag you use on your yeah. socials, now would be the time to to speak them. Yeah, you can go to my Instagram. It's just at underscore S-E-R-R-I-F, serif. Um, I have a link to my website up there, and all that's available right now is my tarot deck. I got a few more slots. I think about eight available for pre-order left. All right. Well, safe travels, buddy. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. And best wishes. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Remember, team, um, as Sam mentioned here, if you would like to find spoken word events in your town, you can come to Shim's Surplus Supplies every Monday at 630 for an open mic, a workshop, or a slam. Everyone be safe out there.